People need to know who you are, what you stand for, and what exactly you are teaching. That is such a critical aspect of doing that. And as you are doing that, it will warm up your audience to be able to be like, ah, this person is showing up for me all the time and they are an expert in this. And that is the help that I need to take my life, my business, my relationships to the next level. The internet has made it easier than ever to start a business. Succeeding on the internet, now that's another story. The big question is, what are those who are succeeding doing differently? This podcast has the answers. Hi, my name is Lisanne Murphy. I've spent the last three years running a successful advertising agency. I noticed with certain clients, I ran into the same problem over and over again. Their offering was just not grabbing the prospect's heart and wrestling them into purchasing submission. Why? Many of these business owners were so far down the road in their journey and so in love with their product, they forgot who they were serving, missing some essential steps along the way. So I'm pivoting focus. Join me as I go behind the scenes with the most brilliant entrepreneur minds to demystify the nitty gritty marketing hacks needed to be successful before spending thousands on advertising that ultimately separate the internet legends from the dreamers. In the previous episode, we took a deep dive with Hernan Vasquez and learned all about lucrative Facebook ad campaigns, specifically video view campaigns. It was absolutely fascinating. If you missed it, be sure to go back and listening. Today, I'm here to offer some practical tips to warm up your traffic to convert them into buyers. So stay tuned to get that gold. Welcome to the Marketing Matrix Podcast. I'm your host, Lisanne Murphy, and I am so excited to be here with you today. I hope that everyone is having an awesome October so far. So I love October. You know that first time when you put on a hoodie, when the hot summer months are over and the air starts to just cool off and get that crisp? Oh, I just love it. Plus, last week was my birthday. So I also love October for that reason. I love my birthday. It's such a great time for personal reflection to see what has happened in a year of my life, what I plan to do in the year to come. And it's just such an awesome opportunity for me to celebrate with my loved ones. Um, so I, I really, I just love October. So I hope that everyone else is having a fantastic October as well. So The other day I was talking with a client and they asked me this question. They said, how do we get our ads to perform better? Okay. It's a great question. It's a total valid question. I get it all the time. In fact, I ask myself that question with my clients every single week. How do we get these ads to perform better? Well, we'd gone through a series of statistics. We looked at the link click-through rate to see how we could improve the headline and the ad copy. And we looked at the landing page conversion to see how we could improve the headline and the offer of the lead magnet. And we looked at the structure of the order form and the stats of how many people were hitting the order form versus converting into a purchase. And we made some, I made some suggestions for the ads and for the headline of the landing page. And then I asked this question. I said, have you spoken to anyone who has shared your ad or opted in for to that they're interested in your product or purchased your product or completed the first step of the order form, but did not purchase your product? 
Have you talked to them to see why they did or did not purchase your product? And they looked at me and they were like, uh, no, why would I do that? And I stopped them right there. And I said, wait, what? You're not talking to your customers or to your prospects. You see that they were selling an, an online course. And they said, no, ads are supposed to do the selling for us. And I, at first I was like, oh man, okay. I'm obviously not doing <laughs> the job that I need you to help this client understand some things. I said, I can understand that train of thought. It's very common, but tell me if you were talking to your customers and to your prospects, would you have the same question of what needs to change in the ads? No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't know, you would know whether it's the ads or it's the funnel. You would know why people are purchasing and why people are not. You see, you have to remember that Facebook ads are simply placing a message in a certain place. Okay, it's not, it's not a, again, like I always say, Facebook ads cannot fix a broken system. Okay, they can only magnify the current system. They either magnify a system that has breaks in it and it shows that it's even that much more broken or it magnifies a great system and just scales it through the roof, okay? Facebook ads also give you an incredible quantitative tool, okay? Quantitative has to do with numbers, okay? They are a tool that give you incredible numbers to understand what is going on in different aspects of your funnel. But they cannot, I will reiterate, they cannot replace the need for qualitative data that you need to improve your sales system and your product conversion. So qualitative data. Qualitative data are things that cannot be measured with numbers. Like it's like how someone feels about something, why someone does or doesn't do a certain behavior. Facebook ads really help you understand the quantitative side, but they don't help you understand the qualitative side. And the qualitative side is so often what is going to tip someone over from just being someone that looks at your ad versus someone who actually converts and purchases your product. So it's important to recognize that Facebook ads are generally to a very cold audience. And while following up with those that come into your ad world is very, very important. Today, I want to talk about a few principles that you need to warm people up. Okay. What it takes to warm people up to your offer, right? If you're getting a lot of no's or a lot of crickets, whether it's with your Facebook ads or with your organic strategies, um, or with your, like whether it's with your Facebook lives, your podcasts, your content that you're putting on your profile or your page or your Facebook group, and you're not necessarily getting the conversions you want. It's probably because the prospects are not getting warmed up sufficiently. Now, what do I mean by warmed up in the marketing world? We talk a lot about the prospects, uh, closeness to buying in temperature okay we say like cold traffic warm traffic hot traffic you've probably heard those terms before and each of those are about a different level of awareness okay we're not going to talk about levels of awareness we're not going to talk about that today 
in, in this podcast, but we are going to talk about how to warm people up, help move people down that level of awareness. So while I'm not going to dive into levels of awareness today, you have to think about what that means is like people's awareness in relation to three things. One, an awareness of their pain and the problem that's causing that pain. Two, your product or solution and how it solves that pain. And three, the identity that comes with partaking of that product or service. Okay. Those are what the levels of awareness have to do. So it's incre- as you increase in awareness, they have a higher increase of an understanding of their pain, their problem, your product, your solution, and the identity that comes by consuming that product or service. All right. We're not going to go into the details with that right now. It's an incredible conversation, which we will get into. But today we're talking about how to warm people up, how to move them down those levels of awareness. So I'm going to talk about five principles that you need to understand in order to warm up your traffic to help them become ready to become buyers. And in each of these five, I'm going to share an example of how I've seen this in my own business, as well as an example of what I've seen a guru do in the marketplace. Okay, you ready? So excited. I'm excited. Buckle your seatbelts. Let's go. So the first principle of warming up your audience is story. It is so important that you use story as you are talking to people in your sphere, people in your world, whether that's, again, by organic means or paid means. It doesn't matter. You've got to use story. Why? Story, it relates to people. It creates an emotional tie between you and them. Story also helps us understand concepts and it creates memory. Okay. If you were to think about um, like your favorite movie, uh, it's your favorite movie because of the story. You're thinking of the storyline. And when someone says, hey, what's the movie about? You talk about the storyline that's happening, that is what you remember more than specific lines, more than specific lessons even, but the story. And then as you share the story, then the lessons come up. So you've got to use story. You can't just get caught up in talking about your brand or your service, but use story to demonstrate exactly what it is that you're talking about. An incredible example of this is my good friend, Catherine Jones. I actually just had her on uh, my profile and Facebook group because she she did a, a live training back in August. And she came on and she talked about the importance of creating stories that convert. And she talked about how it's the power of story that captures people's attention and allows you to become the number one expert in your niche. It was seriously, such a good training. And one of the things that I've, I've noticed and learned about Catherine is like, so we often travel together because we go to business conferences together. And so we are often at the same event and we are experiencing the same things. And then after the event, she works with her content team to produce a story about her experience at that event and, and a major lesson that she learned throughout the event. And then when I watch the video of the event, it's like, I mean, the event was good, but her story and the way she tells it, it makes the event just seem like it was like the most amazing thing that had ever happened in the history of this universe. And I'm like, and I watch these videos and like, I'm, 
loving it and I'm watching it and I can't stop watching it. Even though I was there and experienced it, I knew exactly what happened. And it's almost like, I'm like, I was there and it wasn't, I mean, it was cool, but like, it wasn't that cool, but like, she knows how to tell stories in such a way that just make things come alive and real and relatable. And it creates a memory that teaches people who Catherine is and what she's good at. So again, she's an expert, expert, expert at telling stories. So in terms of how I've seen story play out in my own personal experience, the most interesting thing happens, and I observe this as I'm posting posts on my personal profile. Whenever I share a piece of my journey, which is a very easy place to, to tell stories with, but whenever I share a piece of my journey, an amazing thing happens. My friends and family that see it get closer to me. My prospects get warmer, and I always get more questions about help with Facebook ads which is crazy to me. Like just this week, I shared a story about how um, the, the morning that I decided to join the two CCX, the two comma club coaching program. And it had nothing to do with Facebook ads. I was just talking about uh, this incredible experience that I had joining a coaching program. And within three days, guys, I literally had this, the, this just when, when this, I mean, when this happened, when I'm recording this, I had, I had 12 inquiries of people that wanted help with Facebook ads after I posted that. It had nothing to do with the ads, but there was something about that story that made people endeared to who I am and what I'm trying to accomplish. And it made me a little bit more relatable, perhaps trustable. And um, I'm always reminded every time I share something that's personal how much it impacts not just my closeness with my friends, but also my business. It's, it's an amazing phenomenon that I don't completely understand, but it works and it's true. And so implement story. The next thing, thing number two is touches. Okay. So what I mean by touches is like how often your message or your content touches somebody and not just like touches like oh my gosh that was so touching thank you for sharing that but literally like how often you're getting in front of people okay so frequency of that content being in front of them i should i guess i should say so you're what you're trying to do is you're trying to create this man i see you everywhere type omnipresence experience uh, my buddy peng june is a master in fact i took his course called the omnipresence masterclass where he was teaching us how to show up everywhere in the marketplace and be omnipresent. And as soon as I started implementing some of his things, I had people mess reaching out to me on messenger and Facebook or in my direct message in Instagram, or even on my LinkedIn saying, dude, you're everywhere. You're killing it. Your podcast is crushing it. Your agency is, is just doing amazing. Like you're everywhere. And it has just been so like phenomenal to like see people respond to me getting out there and creating multiple touches with people. So again, that's my personal experience that I've had with that is that since I started repurposing my podcast to go across multiple channels, I post articles on medium, which those articles are amazing. You guys got to check them out. Um, we're creating blog articles as well, which will soon show up on, on our website. We're also creating YouTube videos, Facebook posts for the profile, the group, the page. 
We're doing Instagram posts, Instagram feed and story. And as we're getting, and LinkedIn, that's another one. As we're getting across these platforms, people are like, you're everywhere. Those multiple touches build a brand identity and a brand trust that allow people to be like, okay, yeah, she is getting out there and she is doing stuff. I need to associate myself with that person. Okay. A couple gurus that are really awesome at this Two that that come to my mind immediately when I was thinking about this was uh, Dean Graziosi and Tony Robbins. Okay. Dean and Tony, they are, they are becoming like, like two peas in a pod along with Russell a lot of times and Jenna Kutcher as well. But they are everywhere online. I mean, seriously, their Instagram stories are always filled and have tons of life lessons and value there. I see their ads everywhere. I see posts everywhere. And they are constantly saying, these are all the ways that I can help you in your business. Those multiple touches, you know, I might see, I probably see, I don't know. I probably see Dean Graziosi 50 to hundred times, but Eventually I'm going to buy like his, his millionaire blueprint book or like KBB or some other, or, or his, or his ex- expert mastermind that he has for like seven bucks. Like I'm going to eventually purchase something or for, for Tony Robbins, it's a book or an event or something like that. But like, it takes like a hundred touches between purchases for me to like get the next thing that I think is going to help me, but they are always out there and they are getting the job done and getting it lots of different offers across different platforms. So not necessarily if you're starting off, you need to like think about tons of different offers, but you need to be touching people in being in their lives, being in their news feeds regularly. Okay. Thing number three is consistency. Now consistency is closely related to touches, but it is, it is different. Consistency builds trust and it helps people want to follow you. I, I, was, I can't remember who I was listening to, but, but recently um, someone said, if you aren't consistent and you're not showing up regularly for free, why would you show up for a paid group? Why would people pay you and think that you're going to show up? I was like, oh my gosh, like that is one heck of an indictment, but so true. You have to show up consistently to show people that you are going to be consistent in their lives and helping them with what they need. I have not always been the best at this and I'm trying all the time to get better at this and put systems into place to help me get better at this. But being consistent helps people make sure that they can trust you in the long term. So it's so important to get out there again and again and again. I thought the word consistency was really interesting. So I decided to look up the definition of that. And the definition of consistency is this. It is conformity in the application of something. Typically that which is necessary for the sake of logic, accuracy, and fairness. I thought that was really interesting, especially this this first part, conformity in the application of something. Consistency is conformity in the application of something. That means that part of consistency isn't just showing up every day, but it's showing up with the same message every day. Okay, I think that's really, really important to understand. If you show up one week as an expert in um, relationship coaching, and then the next week you show up as an expert in finance coaching, 
And then the next week you show up as an expert in building a course. And then the next week you show up as an expert in Facebook ads or whatever it might be. People are going to be confused. They're going to be like, who is this person? And how could you possibly be an expert at finance, relationships, Facebook ads, and all of these things? Like it's just not possible. So consistency isn't just about showing up all the time. It's showing up all the time with the same stuff. People need to know who you are, what you stand for, and what exactly you are teaching. That is such a critical aspect of doing that. And as you are doing that, it will warm up your audience to be able to be like, ah, this person is showing up for me all the time and they are an expert in this. And that is the help that I need to take my life, my business, my relationships to the next level. An example of someone who's so, so, so good at this is our good friend, Mr. Russell Brunson. Russell is a consistent just juggernaut. He is just absolutely amazing. If you don't follow Russell Brunson, um, he's absolutely changed my life and countless others and, and is responsible for most of my business ideals as well as uh, my business networks. Um, but this guy shows up like all the time. And I mean, he has a billion dollar company, but yet he still is showing up on his podcast with his product offerings in his support of his community with the courses that he's releasing, like it's unbelievable. Like the guy's ability to promote and put out offers and ways to help his community is just absolutely, absolutely mind blowing. It's just, it's, it's unbelievable. Okay. So thing number four to warm up your audience is positioning. Okay. And consist, I, I, I alluded to this a little bit in consistency, but we need to dive into more detail here with positioning. So positioning, the big question of positioning is what do you do? And more importantly than what do you do, what corner of the mind do you occupy if you occupy something at all? It is important to remember, and this is from the book Positioning from uh, Jake Trout and Al Reese, which is so good if you haven't read it already, but you can only hold one position in the mind of a customer. And the customer has a finite um, amount of sections that can hold positions for people. For example, like, so for strong positions, like, like our, our things where the brand has become synonymous with the products. Like for example, you could say Advil, people know that it's ibuprofen and it's painkiller. Advil is not the pill. It's the brand or Kleenex. Kleenex is actually facial tissue, but we say, can you pass a Kleenex? We don't say, can you pass a facial tissue? The brand has become the thing. That is crazy, crazy strong positioning. We've got to do that with our products and our services in the marketplace, um, in our businesses, okay? I talk to entrepreneurs on a regular basis, especially those that join my Facebook group, and I always ask them what they do. And I'd love to hear their responses because one, it's interesting, but two, I'm like, what position are you going for in the mind of a prospect? And usually when, when people say what they do, it's like two paragraphs long and they're like, well, it's kind of hard to explain. I do this, 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 and this, and I help people in this, 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 and way. And it's like, I'm like, okay, well, uh, you're not really holding any position in the mind of your prospect. You're just listing out a list of things that you could maybe help somebody with. Okay. It's so important that you position yourself as a specific person that does a specific thing. Someone who's amazing uh, about this in our space is 
my good buddy, Steve Larson. Okay. Steve Larson, he uh, worked for Russell Brunson as his funnel builder for a long time. And then he decided he wanted to go out and he wanted to go out and do his own thing. And he was trying to figure out what can be the, his, his position. What can he stick his flag in the sand and be known for? Okay. And he did all kinds of stuff and he marketed different products and he did affiliate marketing and all this stuff. And he's known a lot for affiliate marketing. But the thing that he really decided to stick his flag in the sand for is he was like, I am the offer guy. I loved that so much. If you want to know about offers, where do you go? You go to Steve Larson. That is the place where offers are illuminated and he is holding that position in the mind. And he recognized that it was a position one, because it was simple and easy to understand because it related to something that people were familiar with. And two, no one else was holding that position in the marketplace. So whoop, here comes Steve. And now all of a sudden everyone cares about offers because of the message that he is putting out there. As you create a position, guys, the position warms up people to become your buyers because they say, okay, if I need this help, I know where I'm going. It's such an important piece of warming up your traffic. My personal experience with this. So uh, for those of you have, that have followed me for a while, you know that I am incredibly passionate about what I call dream traffic. Okay, dream traffic is the process of understanding your dream customers in such a way that influence how you do everything in your business, how you create your content, how you build your funnels, how you create your ads and all of these things. But no one knows who dream, what dream traffic is. No one really cares either about their avatar. Like they do like these like tiny little exercises in the beginning of becoming an entrepreneur. And they're like, yeah, like, oh, who's my ideal avatar? And they usually come out with something where it's like, I'm my ideal avatar, so I'm marketing to me, or like something crazy and and not well educated as an answer. And that's okay. There's just not a lot out there. I am in the process of putting my flag in the sand as I am the dream traffic person, and I'm defining what that means. Um, and so you have to tell me how I'm doing with that. But because people don't know what dream traffic is, I'm not positioning myself as that just yet. I will when it gets big enough, but right now I'm positioning myself as a Facebook ads expert. That is the position. So that as I get out there and I tell stories, I have lots of touches with people in, in my content. I'm consistent with my content and in my message that when people see that, they think, oh, I need Facebook ads help. I need to go to Lisanne because Facebook ads are a known problem. So to follow Steve Larson's philosophy, I sell what people want, which is Facebook ads, but then I give them what they need, which is dream traffic help. Everything that I do in my agency is underlined by dream traffic. Everything that I do in my coaching programs are aligned with dream traffic because I have a fundamental belief and understanding from experience of spending over a half a million in ad spend just in the last year that a deep understanding of your target avatar and your target market is critical for success. It's so, so, so important. So positioning is key to warm up your customers to become buyers. Thing number five is value. Okay. You've got to offer value. So the big thing here, give content away. The more experience that I get, the more I realize this is true. All the gurus are always like, just give it away. And when you're new, you're like, no, I can't do that. I need to charge for it. Like I need to just survive. I need to make money. And that's totally an understandable 
frame of mind, but trust me, give it away. Because as you give it away, people will recognize who you are, what position you hold. You're being consistent as you're doing so. And they will still want to pay you for your help to implement what it is that you're trying to teach them. That value, putting that out there is such an important piece for you to then to warm up your potential customers and turn them into buyers. If all you're doing is being in the marketplace, talking about your product and being product focused, then I hate to break it to you, but when you go to ask them to buy, they're not going to trust you because they haven't already received value from you. Okay. So, so, so important to recognize. So the best example of this is my, um, one of my, one of my mentors is Mr. Frank Kern. So Frank Kern, he calls this goodwill. You have to put goodwill into the marketplace. You need to put value out there. He actually sets aside 20% of his ad spend to just putting value in the marketplace. I know this because I'm good friends with his media buyer, Hernan Vasquez, who has been on this podcast as well. He puts 20% of his ad spend just to goodwill, as he calls it, by putting value in the marketplace. One, because he believes that that's an important uh, role that he has to educate the marketplace. But two, it warms people up. It builds trust in him so that when people do come into his ecosystem and buy, they buy more and they buy more often. It increases the lifetime value of a customer when you drop value from, to them from the beginning. Okay. My personal experience with this is I've, I, I, this interesting thing happens to me internally, psychologically, when I share value, I feel this way every time that I record a podcast episode as well. Sharing my expertise does a couple things. One, it gives me energy. I love to teach about things that I'm passionate about and things that I've been thinking about. Two, it helps those in my community. I know that as I put value out there and as I share, it creates, it creates a, uh, it creates a sense, it fosters a sense of help and community within the people that are in my sphere. Three, it teaches me what sticks and what people are interested in. Sometimes I share something and I'm like, oh my goodness, like, I don't know if people are going to like this. And people go wild over it. And then other times I share something that I, I'm just stoked about. And then it's like crickets. And I'm like, okay, well, the market has spoken, right? I know what people want more of based on how they respond to the value that I put out there. And four, it gives you practice. By putting your value out there, every time you teach something and every time you put something out there, it gives you practice in sharing what you know so that you can become a better expert in the future, okay? Again, as you put that value out there, it builds that trust, that likability, the relatability, and that, and that, and that, um, that affinity towards you and your brand so that when they are ready to go solve a particular problem that you solve, you are the person that they go to. So again, we are warming up people to become buyers. You need five simple things. You need one, story, two, touches, three, consistency, four, positioning, and five, value. I was talking to my buddy, Henry Doss, on my podcast recently. And he spoke about how he was, he used to be a salesman in New York City decades ago and how relationships and trust were everything. He said, what I sold, he's like, I sold computers. Tons of people sold computers. So there was no differentiator there. His prices were comparable to others. So there was no differentiation on price, but where he could differentiate 
was his personal touch with the people that he had relationships with. He said, that is my biggest and always my most consistent, unique value proposition is me. And so he talked about how important those relationships and trust were to him keeping closing and keeping those clients with him as opposed to going to another computer salesperson. Here's the thing with today and with digital marketing, that truth of that relationship building and trust that has not changed, but our method of delivery has social media has allowed us to get in front of way more people, but it's also created a tendency for us to get lazy, super, super lazy. It's important to realize that people in your sphere, they pay attention, but it's also important to realize that they will only ever see a fraction of your stuff. Like when I talk to entrepreneurs a lot. They're, they're always concerned. They're worried. They're like, Oh, I don't want to give it all away. Or like, I've already, sh I shared that thought last week. Here's the thing. It doesn't matter. Repetition is key. It keeps you consistent. It keeps you with those touches. It puts you in a great place for positioning. And because people only see a fraction of those things, it will allow them to see the full picture more clearly, the more often you share that. So don't be scared to go out there and say the same thing over and over and over again because it's going to give you practice. It's going to put a position in your mind. It's going to put value out there. You're going to get better at telling those stories. It's going to increase those touches. It's going to build on that consistency and people are going to respond. All right, guys, go out there and have so much fun as you focus on warming up your traffic. Remember, you can apply these strategies to any way of traffic that you are doing. It can apply to paid traffic and organic traffic methods. Uh, I would love to hear your thoughts about these five key principles and um, how they are affecting your business and what insights you had as you were listening. So head on over to the Facebook group. I would love, we're having a conversation over there about it. Go to my free Facebook group, which is called Facebook ads for coaches, course creators, and lifestyle e-com brands. You can get there by going to www.facebook.com slash groups slash FB ad ninja, because we are ad ninjas. Um, and I would love to have this conversation with you over there and what you learned about how to warm up your traffic to become buyers. Okay. Also, we are always dropping amazing resources and amazing tools in the marketing matrix podcast toolbox. So to get access to that, go to toolbox.themarketingmatrixpodcast.com. And I would love to have you come into my inner circle. I want to give you a personal invitation to come into my world. I share stories and experiences from my life on my Instagram on a regular basis. So hit me up on Instagram. My handle is Lisanne Murphy HQ. Would love to see you there and tell me what you personally thought about, about this episode. All right, guys, it has been such a pleasure talking to you today on the marketing matrix. Go out there, crush it, find that dream traffic and let's go. Thank you for tuning into the Marketing Matrix podcast. Still not convinced that Facebook Lives can help you and your marketing efforts reach the sky for your business? Well, in our next episode, Nick Fitzgerald will convince you of that fact. So tune in to see why this simple tactic is the most powerful strategy. Hey, question for you. Have you rated and reviewed the podcast that is a huge help to us in continuing to bring you marketing gold on the marketing matrix and it helps others to find us. So 
While I've got you, I wanted to remind you about going and rating and reviewing the podcast and keep in mind that you always have access to the Marketing Matrix Toolbox. This resource has tons of free marketing tools to make your marketing journey easier and we add resources to it all the time, guys. So make sure to check it out at toolbox.themarketingmatrixpodcast.com. And if you want to join the marketing conversations, please check out my free Facebook group called Facebook Ads for Coaches, Course Creators, and Lifestyle Brands. To join this awesome community of people trying to master the ad game and scale their business, go to www.facebook.com slash groups slash FB Ad Ninjas. All right, guys. Thanks so much for the listen. And we'll see you next time on The Marketing Matrix.